This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast today. We have as our guest speaker, Rob. Rob, welcome. Altos, thank you very much. Nice to be here. Great, Rob. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about uh, your history, what you do, how you ended up in the role that you're at? I think that would be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, my current role is I'm an an IT management architect um, for DXC, but also active in the open group for as a co-chair of the IT for IT forum. So I'm typically currently involved in, in the architecture community and helping organizations to develop this new digital operating model, if I can say that, like uh, looking at the process and the tooling landscape. But I started after my university, I started as a software development role, which is really nice because then you learn about how do you actually develop software. But later on, I moved into more the project management, operational management, IT, ITIL, for example, service management. And, and I moved into the architecture space uh, over time, working with large organizations like Shell, and, uh, and and I built basically architecture for IT management. So my my area is really IT management, uh, looking at the process, the tools. Nowadays we we talk about DevSecOps as, as one of the elements mm-hmm. in there, and and ITIL still and skilled agile frameworks. Those kind of topics is I'm involved in getting. And how do you operate, create a new digital operating model basically to deliver uh, IT services and, and generate more value. And at the same time, of course, make sure it's secure and safe, those services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when we talk about IT management, there's inherently this connection that exists between what is the business value, what are the business goals, and how are we going to use information, technology, data, systems in order to enable what the business is looking for. And in so doing, we end up with this concept of a reference architecture. Uh, can you talk a little bit about security reference architectures from your perspective and why we need such a thing today? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question because I don't, today I think not, not many organizations do have a security reference architecture, but I think it's very important to have. So we're not talking about security, but also look at risk and compliance. And I think your introduction, you mentioned like we deliver value through IT, through the customers, which is a business service or applications underpinning that. But what we need to deliver is make sure these services are secure, uh, privacy is included, and it's very complex because deliver services from planning, development, testing, deployment, operations, and continuous improvement is complex, right? And that's where there's so many security risk and compliance related aspects as part of that value chain, if you can say that. So, and that's where security reference architecture is so important. How do all these components fit together and what kind of security services do you need? Uh, And how do you integrate it in the actual delivery model of IT, which is pretty complex. Yeah. Mm. And just to illustrate that a bit, if you think about what kind of capabilities do I need from security architecture perspective, you think about secure by design, security testing and, and threat analysis, you do your identity and access management, uh, security monitoring um, and security incident, vulnerability scanning uh, and, and so on. So There's a lot happening in this area. And that's why it's important to create a security reference architecture for your own organization. And then you can plot your own products and tools to it, basically to better improve the whole, your security value stream, if you can say that, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, there are so many moving pieces in what you just described. Um, I guess the emergent question at this point then is who is responsible for creating a security reference architecture? 
Yeah, I, I see this security reference architecture as, as a part of the entire IT management architecture. And IT for IT sometimes refer to that, right? Well, what do I need to run and manage a digital organization? And security risk compliance is some of the bigger building blocks that you need, like DevOps tooling we have today. And now we talk about DevSecOps, we have monitoring, we got test management. So it's all part of the whole bigger uh, digital delivery model. And uh, but who's accountable for that is always challenging, right? So you could say there are key stakeholders involved. Of course, it would be good to have a kind of security architect that really oversees the full domain of what's happening in security management. So somebody that really take ownership of the security architecture within the organization. So that's the architecture community. But if you look at the stakeholders further, we have risk management of security operations that more look from an operations perspective information security, privacy, many, so there's many stakeholders that are involved, but it would be good to create a kind of, uh, at least an architecture ownership and a product delivery ownership as well, because security is also delivered through products like maybe security monitoring and your uh, vulnerability scanning products. And it's probably good to think about who owns these security services. So from a product management perspective, so those people need to be involved. And of course, executive CIO and C, uh, chief digital officer needs to be involved because security is not a separate domain it's it needs to be fully integrated with the entire it delivery model that you have like your development your testing your deployment your service management tools your cmdb and so on hmm. but, uh, um, yeah yeah it's interesting you bring that up and it's uh, uh you know we're, we're seeing now at this point where security is becoming such an important part of organizational risk that um it, it's not it's not feasible to have just one group manage the entire range of, of security needs. And so you're talking now about almost democratizing security across the enterprise, just as we've seen with Dev and Ops coming together. Now we're bringing in compliance, we're bringing in risk, we're bringing in security, and each one of them has this opportunity now to go in and contribute uh, and our, our ways of thinking about security historically, which have been point solutions or, or, or you know, that type of, of thinking towards something that is more around a, a platform within the enterprise where we interact across these various systems um, and try to create this overall digital delivery model as you're describing it beyond just dev and ops, but really across the enterprise at this point. Yeah, and in, indeed, and that's exactly what I think is changing in the industry now, or needs to change, that in the past we had many fragmented teams involved in security and risk, like, of course, the security operations people, risk management, compliance, and so on. And of course, the, the, the teams themselves, like the platform teams for, for the cloud or the operation and development teams. But now we need to create a more holistic view on security. And if you don't have that, like a bigger picture of all the capabilities, all the different security-related services you need, you need to have this integrated picture. And then, of course, there are many stakeholders involved, but that's why it's so important to have a security architects together with the it for it architect working on this a blueprint if you can call it like that of everything you need in security um and 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 why is architecture so important because this domain is becoming more and more complex and if you look at my work at shell in the past security is a big part of the budget related to it management process and tooling right it's a big initial big budget involved 
And, and I include in this budget the risk management tools you have in place, uh, identity and access management, privilege access management, your basically the, the security, the SIEM, yeah, the, the, the security monitor, all those components together. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, we have malware and vulnerability scanning. We've got a lot of different components, moving components. And, and it's so important that we bring it all together and say, how do we look at a complete life cycle of my services and I'm going to manage that in an in a effective way and then security risk and compliance is so key element in that. And now with development in agile continuous delivery mode, it becomes even more complex because now we deliver incrementally. We need to do security tests continuously. We deploy continuously. We have a, a move a changing landscape with hybrid clouds, uh, multiple vendors involved. And it's more and more difficult to, to monitor and manage controls in this, in this hybrid ecosystem we work in, right? So, and now it's, that's why it's also important to look at more data-driven approach. So look at the, and what I mean by that is having the data like uh, privacy-related assessment that requires controls, we implement them, we test them, we have security monitoring in place, we look at technology depth, there's a lot of data involved. And that's why the security architect is not just about a capability model, but also looking at what kind of data do I need uh, to manage uh, security and risk for my, my estate. Mm, it's interesting. You'd mentioned uh, earlier in this discussion that there really aren't a lot of these security reference architectures available. So uh, can you talk a little bit about how, how do you go about creating a security reference architecture? You'd mentioned things like capabilities, you'd mentioned yeah. value streams, value chains. How do you, like, can you describe the process for creating such a security yeah. reference architecture? Yeah, I've been working with more and more organizations on this and, and we see a sort of a way what, what could be good to start with. I think the good way to start is look at your, yeah, call it the value streams nowadays. So how do we deliver value through IT? So from demands coming in, we develop, we design, we build, we test, deploy, call it the DevSecOps <laughs> a mm -hmm. process model. So start with the value streams. How do we deliver value through IT? And, and, that's, and that's really about all the capabilities we we design, develop, test, deploy, and operate our services. So you start with that end-to-end -end process view, high level, and then you look at what kind of security and risk and compliance-related capabilities do I need? As, as, exactly as you mentioned, the capability model. So what kind of capabilities do I need? Like uh, secure by design capability or security testing, um, identity and access management, privileged access management, security monitoring. So we look at the capabilities you need, but they're part of the IT delivery model. And the next phase is all these capabilities like security monitoring, you could then zoom into what kind of applications do I have today and what kind of application do I need? Like I create the sort of building blocks you need for that. For, for example, you could say, okay, I need a security monitoring capability that consists of a number of services. Like I need uh, security event management. I need uh, vulnerability scanning. I need uh, security automated response. And you can then say, this is how things link together. Uh, um, and build a reference model and then plot your current state tools to it because you will, uh, if you look at it, most organizations, if they build a complete view on their security estate, they typically have over 30 different tools to manage security. And here we talk about, of course, endpoint protection and, and, and data protection. There's many components involved and that's where it's probably good to start off with. Build, uh, build that model of down, starting with the, value streams, the delivery model, the capabilities down to the services and your current applications you have as a good starting point. 
Mm-hmm. And I know that the Open Group has been doing some work in this regard as well. Can you talk a little bit about the work at the Open Group on, on developing this security reference architecture? Yeah, because the Open Group has identified that this is a big gap in the market, that many organizations lack a, a reference model uh, for security in this complex uh, digital environment. So the Open Group has now started an initiative to create this security reference architecture. And that's a creation because within the open group, there is a security forum and the IT4T forum. And those two work together to create this security reference architecture as an answer to the questions in the market. What kind of capabilities and model do I need so that I can use that as a kind of a blueprint for my own security architecture in my organization? Yeah, that's wonderful. Rob, thank you very much for your time today. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, uh, Altus, for this, uh, for this meeting. Thanks. Want to learn about what Security Compass has to offer? Check out securitycompass.com slash demo for a free demo today. Want more of the Balancing Act? Be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes.